Welcome to another episode of Raising Nashville, a all-new podcast here recorded live in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I guess Redundant. it's live to us. It's, it might not be live to you when this comes out, but right. uh, we are Raising Nashville. We are three uh, dudes, du- fathers, fathers, uh, fathers Father in dudes. Nashville that are currently raising children in Music City, USA. So uh, we get together weekly and we put to put on a podcast and talk about different um, subjects like Parenthood. raising children, uh, the city of Nashville, history, folklore, uh, and then every. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna do folklore. <laughs> Holy fuck! All right, that's we- just something that came to mind. Maybe. Next week, the Bell Witch. Okay. Yeah. Yes. See, you can handle that topic. Um, All right. Perfect. I'm well, here already knowledgeable. Good God. Here at Raising Nashville, uh, I am Bucky, old boy. No, I'm old boy. Old boy is still here. It's still annoying. Just move it along. And juice box. Yeah. So uh, again, we get together every week and we decided to talk about something, Raising Children, City of Nashville. And then I know you guys have heard us talk about this. Uh, Every once in a while, we're going to do a pop culture uh, type episode about something that's going on right now that that is maybe like a phenomenon. And like everywhere you go, people can't stop talking about this. So this week, what we decided to do... We covered the Fire Festival. Mm, Fire Festival. And before we get started this week, I want to I want to let you guys know that uh, if you are currently uh, in the car with your children, uh, you know you're you're Bluetoothing this. Is that a thing? Bluetoothing. You're, you're Bluetoothing this. Uh, streaming. You're streaming. Really showing your age, buddy. <laughs> yes. So we're we're if you're streaming this and you've got your children in your car, you might be going to school. You might be going on vacation or a long drive with them. But this episode is completely parental advisory. So we're gonna say. Uh, now is a good time to turn it off. Right. I'm trying to think if we've already used cuss words because I don't don't know. Maybe we have. Maybe it's too late. Uh, And and we're giving you an out this week, so you can actually turn this off and you won't have to endure the next half hour of us talking. Wow. That we're trying to we're trying to gain <laughs> listenership and you're telling them to turn us off. Uh, it's, it's like counter, an anti sales tactic. Uh, tactic. Um, we'll, but, work, we'll work on that too. Yeah. So yeah, this week we decided to uh, in fact let me let me back up just a second. Everywhere I've gone in the last few weeks, I and you strike up conversations with people. It may be your friends, it may be uh, in my case on a camp out, which is odd, or in a grocery store, somebody that you work with, and everybody Everybody has been talking about this Fire Festival documentary. And then you find out there's two. Uh, as most of you know, Fire Festival was covered by both Netflix and Hulu. It's kind of like uh, a competition documentaries. I don't know if I've I encountered this well, before. It, it was pretty crazy like that because Netflix had said there was theirs was going to come out on a Friday or something like that. And Hulu just dropped theirs, what, on like a Monday or Tuesday of that same week? Just That's like gangster. surprise. Well, I think it's like, I, I think it goes on a lot. Like, do you a- think Air Force come- One and Passenger 57 came <laughs> the, out on the same week? Those are two different movies. <laughs> well, right. But it's like the same thing. Like, like what's that uh, Olympus Falls and then. Uh, the other White House movie, White House Down, something. I like did that. not see. They come either out. They of come those. out around the same time. It's like I think it's just a comedy. White House Down is a movie. <laughs> I've seen both of them. I actually watched both of them back to back this week just to see what this phenomenon was about. Uh, I do remember it. 
you know, I remember it very well when the news story broke and the whole picture of the cheese sandwich came out and then everybody talked about it. And I think there was a YouTube, like a 15 minute YouTube thing on it uh, a couple of years ago. I remember seeing that, but um, to be honest with you, when I heard this was out uh, prior to all of the buzz and talking to everybody and hearing everybody's reaction to it, I didn't care. Well, I, I, I remember it when it when it happened too, but not. I guess I only remember really like it was a disaster, and that um, there was something about a, a cheese sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a meme, and I'm not on social media, so I didn't really, I didn't really get it. Okay. Did you guys? So, did you know about it beforehand? Was that like the first that you guys knew about? Oh. It was when it like when the ship broke and like in the it news? was a disaster. I am not rich enough to know what that wa- what that was. You're talking about like at the time, like yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. I had opportunities to set up airfare and buy tickets to this festival, I did not know about it. So I didn't know about it prior. I'm again not on social media, so I didn't. I had no right. Yeah, I and I guess probably... not, I'm not in the tar- target demographic for uh, Kendall Jenner or what, whoever to. Uh, I'm tell in, me about this. I'm thing. definitely into that, but I. But in, I don't <laughs> into what? And on the other <laughs> hand, Jenner, dude. But on the other hand of this, I am a avid festival music festival attendee. So I follow all of these, you know, social media uh, like Instagram and Twitter. And every time a music festival releases a lineup, it's like Christmas to me to find out. I mean, it could be in fucking Idaho, and I'm just excited to see what this lineup is going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, right here in Nashville, we've obviously had Bonnaroo since 2002 uh coachella is really big out in california uh it's held over multiple weekends which i think they took a piece of that and recreated it most of you have seen this i guarantee you've seen this by the time this episode comes out if you haven't seen it you're not going to so let me uh give you a little bit of background on what this is so should we plot by juice box Ooh, for first for our loyal listeners, uh, we used to have a podcast called Cool Whip and Sugar Cane's Red Box Movie Reviews, where we reviewed movies and we had our favorite segment on that podcast, uh, which I think you can still find out there. Uh, YouTube it. There's probably one left. Our favorite segment was a a segment we call Plot by Juice Box, where we read the actual plot that was on like Wikipedia or the internet. And then we kicked it back to Juicebox to read his version of what he saw. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am going to give you the plot of the Fire Festival as read by Wikipedia online. Uh, and then we'll kick it back to Juicebox for his thoughts. All right. It says, Fire Festival was a failed luxury music festival created with the intent of promoting the Fire Music Booking app. It was scheduled to take place April 28th through 30th and May 5th through the 7th, 2017 on the Bahamian island of Great Exuma. Uh, this, uh, this event was promoted on Instagram by social media influencers, including Socialite and model Kendall Jenner, model Bella Hadid, and model and actress Emily Ratajkowski. Now, see, and I am. I'm the demographic for that. <laughs> Uh, so you guys kind of get an idea. Uh, it's a music festival that was built behind a booking label app. So let's kick it back to Juicebox for a segment we call Plot by Juicebox. I have too much money. I am sad. I look at Instagram and Twitter all day long. I will go to this festival to have a good time and feel like a whole person. This festival is bad. 
Now I'm suing someone. Oh, that's a good one. That that is a good one. Uh, Told from the festival attendees' perspective. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I felt really terrible for those people. I I did not. (laughs) And I think we'll get into that. So um, there's a guy named Billy McFarland who uh, started this uh, credit card. You know, he's like a young entrepreneur. He's always... Uh, smiling and positive and you know he he I don't know he projects his positivity on everybody that he encounters I guess I'm uh, what are, what's his name his name's Billy McFarland All right we're going to call him Mantit <laughs> Why cuz I'm would not cuz I'm not cuz he's got Mantit he's a Mantit he's a smiling Mantitty and we're going <laughs> to that's what that is what we're going to call him because I'm not calling anybody Billy that should have been their first clue. Like, I'm not giving all this money to some motherfucker named Billy. Okay, so, so I, I'm gonna have a trouble saying this. So, smiling man tit. Don't you don't have to call him smiling man tit. Just call him. Okay, man-tit. so so years ago, man tit. This yeah, is gonna be harder right, years than years ago. Thought. Years ago, man titties <laughs> had the brilliant idea of replacing plastic with metal. So he's like, "Hey, man, we'll do away with these plastic cards." That's. Just, <laughs> So old generation will do metal credit cards, and people bought into it. I guess, and it, it wasn't just a credit card; it was a like group of people that were allowed to go to exclusive experiences and all this stuff. But turns out, like you know, you you'd be in this club and have this credit card, and then you would pay five hundred dollars for a VIP seat to Hamilton, and then you get to the Hamilton show, and somebody walks out to you and says, "Oh, your tickets have been canceled." So yeah. smiling man titties, man titties. Just call them canceling on credit cards. So anyway, this was successful at first, and I think it kind of dwindled out. It kind of uh, lost its buzz, and so the next venture for man titty. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So <laughs> uh, uh, off that huge success, man titty goes. It does. So man titty decides to. <laughs> It. Just, just, call, gotta, gotta, just gotta, call it Billy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Man Titties McFarland. I'm sorry. He decides on his next venture he is going to create this music booking app, which in theory is a great idea, right? For people like you and me that want to have you know a birthday party or throw a Royal Rumble party and get the saxophone player from the Lost Boys to play, he could potentially be on this website. So you can Set contact their booking agent directly. You can have you know anybody from share. I, <laughs> I don't think share was on there, um, but you could get them to come or you could get them to play like your music festival. So it was a great idea. And in order to um, really put this booking app on the map, what Man Titties decided to do was throw a two weekend music festival to promote this. And it was heavily influenced by social media. Um, right. Can and- we. I'm sorry. Sure. We. I want to just jump back for one second. The thing that inspired the app, according to the documentary, was the fact that he wanted Ja Rule to play at his birthday party. <laughs> Remember, and he's like, he kept reaching out to different people, like, and paying people several hundred dollars just to try to get Ja Rule's like manager's number or whatever. So That's that right. gave him the idea. So he's but, like a Ja Rule super fan. I mean, I guess. <laughs> It, it seems very odd. What, was Ja Rule in prison at that time? Do I remember that? I think. I mean, I think so. So he was waiting for Ja Rule to get out of prison. 
to play his birthday party. Man, that is a super fan. <laughs> that, that is a super fan. Oh, so yeah, let's play on that because I guess Billy was so adamant and so uh, persistent that uh, Ja Rule, once he got out of prison, visited Man Titties and told him, I'm not going to play your birthday party, but I will jump on your brand and I will be the face of your brand. Right, because that's the face you want. <laughs> jaw rule. Jaw rule. They, oh man, and they gave him just the most generic title too. It was like not even like not even creative director. It was just like creative hype man, hype man for the hype music man. festival. And throughout the documentary, you see that I think all Ja Rule wanted to do was drink around uh, titties. Uh, and models? Yeah. yeah. He, was I just, mean, he was just trying to live the life of a rap video again. Yeah. Like, I, I can't exactly fault him. What it was. So if anybody was the most successful in this whole documentary, it was Ja Rule. Because he got what he wanted. Right. But also another red flag. Right? <laughs> Can we all agree there? Like, oh, you got Ja, ja Rule's your hype man? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got something to do those yeah. two weeks. The thing is, though, I, I'm sorry. I, de- I derailed it up there a little bit. But like the app, like you were saying, like the app was a pretty good idea. Like it was, it, was a, it was a solid idea, and it seemed like people were like interested in it. I would be interested in it. I wish somebody did that. And there probably is one out there. Um, so right, th- right. So, there, it, there's. I think it's a real thing. But I mean, I think artists, big artists like that, are too. I mean, you'd have to have some serious fucking money to book a serious artist. It's not. You're not going to do it through an app. But it, <laughs> right, you're not booking it, Kanye West. Yeah, I, that one's that one's kind of dumb. But For, I, I mean, honestly, I could see Ja Rule being on there. Really, well, sure, like, yeah. But I've talked about. C-list artists, maybe? Yeah, exactly. I've talked to friends before about starting a music festival, and that is one of the hardest parts is how to get in touch with the talent. How much do you charge for this? You know, Are you going to charge some kind of stipend for your travel expenses and all those other things? And I would love to know that information just so when I do get into it, this is how much I need from investors. I mean, it's a great, great idea. What wasn't a great idea was throwing a music festival to kick it off. Well, you know, man, I got to disagree, man. I think it is a good idea. I think they've, they've, you just had an ass clown that did it and he took all their (laughs) money and didn't, and just fucked them. I agree. And, uh, man, titties McFarlane took jaw rule down to an island in the Bahamas and said, this is where we're going to do it. And they brought these beautiful models along to take pictures on the beach. And they had like pigs at one point. I don't know where the pigs came into play, but they were like on this island. Uh, And then you find out in the documentary that uh, Man Titties McFarlane is looking to lease this island and they were going to allow him to. But the only stipulation into leasing this island was to not mention that this was Pablo Escobar's private island. Right. What is the first thing this guy does? Literally the second frame says on Pablo Escobar's private (laughs) island. Yeah, yeah. And then what? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You you think they're just going to be like, oh well, we told him not to mention it. He mentioned it. Oh, everything's good. I'm sure it'll be fine. So they shut that shit down. They say shut it down. They call up this guy and they say, hey, no more music festival. You did the one thing we told you not to do. You asshole. So then he goes shopping for a couple more islands, which I I didn't know that was a thing. You could just go from island to island and say, hey, can I rent this out? Um, and they end up on uh, the main island of the Bahamas. Bahama. 
I think it's, uh, it's Great Exuma. Great Exuma. That's right. Great Exuma. Uh, so they end up on Great Exuma, and turns out this is the busiest weekend of the year for that entire island, as they have some kind of like boat festival or something like that. Uh, I can't necessarily remember what it was, but it's like an entire family reunion for Great Exuma. And he was suggested not to hold it on this weekend. And he was like, you know what? Fuck you. I've already told people that I'm doing this. And they were like, okay. So there's this little corner of this island that we're going to build houses on. And we just stopped. So how about you? You can occupy that if you want. Yeah. The, the, and it's not just like, I guess like they, they, sold, they sold these, um, these concert goers like luxury tents uh, like I don't know, fucking gourmet meals. Uh, this whole it's a it's a whole experience. You know, he sold them this whole experience. Like you're gonna be head diving first off yachts and drinking know, with supermodels and living in a luxury tent with you know and having like Anthony Bourdain make your meal. Yeah, yeah, it's and, stuff like that. Um, and tickets were. Uh, like twelve. Some of the high end ones were twelve thousand dollars. Holy <laughs> fuck! There was I, I, there was actually a package for two for fifty thousand uh, dollars, and like it included a house and your own private chef and VIP access to everything. Uh, but I looked it up, and uh, they held it over two weekends, and the cheapest ticket you could get was still reasonable. I mean, it was $500, but it was $500 daily. Hold on. So if you flew to an island in the Bahamas, you're not going to stay for one day. You're obviously going to spend $1,500 for the weekend. He was selling this experience with musical acts there because I have heard of four of the musical acts. Uh, List them. So one was good music, which I don't really know what that is, but I think Kanye West is associated in some way. I think he may mm. be one of the people in that group. Okay. I don't know. Um, uh, Major Laser, I've heard of them. Never really listened to them, but heard of them. Blink-182, I think they're a little bit past their prime, and I don't know what the draw there is. Uh, Did, isn't one of the Blink-182 people like some kind of... Flat Earther conspiracy yeah. person now. Some, yeah, something not the like, dr- that. like the lead. Not singer. the drummer. Not tra- that Travis guy. No, no it's, it's the lead not that singer. Travis guy. Yeah. I can't pronounce his name. I was never a big, a big fan. Is he like, still in Blink One Eighty Two? Or I think he- they all are. Really? I don't, I don't know. know. I'd have to look into it. I haven't listened to him in a while. Another uh, name billed on the uh, festival is Migos, which right uh, now is yeah. very popular. Uh, real quick, uh, Tom DeLonge mm. was. In Blink One Eighty Two until his dismissal for the group in twenty fifteen is how it's working. How do you get Blink dismissed <laughs> from your own group? He's, he's really into aliens. He believes like they're. That'd be like this podcast. Uh, um, I can't say it. Old boy. No. Say okay. It. Fair enough. Say it. You'll say it. Say it. I'm old, not going to say it. Old so, boy. What if I dismissed you from this podcast for using I'd that? Drag your ass outside, fuck you up. Exactly. I hope that's what happened to Blink One Eighty Two. So these assholes were paying up to fifty thousand dollars to see these other assholes play music. <laughs> yes, fuck. with your own house, but You're, that is. I yeah, I think it. it's more about the experience, you know. It's like all these people that want to show a certain type of lifestyle, like on their Instagram. Oh, or they're basically or paying whatever. this money like, to go to Instagram Island. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what. I get it. It should be called. It's Instagram, Instagram Island. Island. I, I like it. it. Okay. Okay. It, it all it makes sense now because I was thinking like, all right, I got fifty thousand dollars. Do I want to go see these assholes play? No, not really. I'm at the beach. 
do I get to drink with those models, though? <laughs> yes, on. and pet pigs and ride horses in water. Jesus. Yeah. You, can you realize this is going to be like a real thing before too long. Like Instagram Island is going to be a thing. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can, can you see, they sold 5,000 tickets to this thing, right, on the first weekend, the disastrous weekend. 5,000 people go down there, and everybody's, like, waiting in line to jump off the front of the yacht, and it's just, like, this huge line down the beach. Like, I, I could see something <laughs> like that. Like, everybody is waiting in line to take pictures in front of this one palm tree. Um, oh, yeah. You got to schedule a time. Okay, you got to come back at 10.32 a.m. to <laughs> jump off the front of the boat and get your picture. You get one take. Or you, or you get down there, and they start charging you to take pictures with things. Like, oh, uh, you can take You're a picture right. with Emily. Radajkowski is that? I, am I saying that right? Sure. Radaj, sure. Okay. Yeah. So you can take a picture with her, but it's going to be five hundred dollars. Man, would Damn. you do it? I, I like your idea about taking a picture with a palm tree, <laughs> like something like a sign is beside it that's yeah. like blink and you'll miss it or something. <laughs> blink one eighty two and you'll miss it. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. It's great. So these people were sold these experiences. You're supposed to show up with in lug. You have luxury tents on the beach, and they have Wi-Fi access and plugs for your phones because it would, you know your battery's probably always dead, and you need to catch a charge. But they show up, and it's FEMA tents and uh, large eighteen wheeler trucks with luggage in them and dirt on the ground and gravel. And it rained the night before. Yeah, so everything was wet. And and this is the best part is leading up to this, they kind of ran into some snacks and they needed a little bit of help to, you know, get this music festival started, right? So I think they fired their producer like two and a half months before and brought on a new producer. And I think, you know, they were paying people from the island to build this last minute. And the stories go so far as to the first people that were uh, arrived at the island, they sent to this bar for six hours to drink and basically bought out all the alcohol. It's because they were continuously building this. Now, they also ran into a lot of problems with the government of the Bahamas. And my, without a doubt, favorite part and the most shocking part of this documentary was where this guy, who was a really good friend of Man Titties McFarland, um, his name is Andy King, and he was an older guy, and he was like really friends with this young guy, and he really believed in him. Kind of and mentor, kind of really, it seemed that way, yeah. He got a call, and he was halfway across the country. Uh, he got a call from Man Titties, and Man Titties said, Hey, I need you to come back here. We're running into an issue. We imported all of this high class Evian water. Right. And we brought it here, but it's stuck in customs because they won't let it in uh, without some money. And I don't have the money to front this, so what I'm going to need from you is to fly all the way to the Bahamas. When you get to the airport, get in a vehicle, drive to the customs place where all my water is, and suck some dude's wang to get that water. Well, you're 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 right, but I think you have your facts a little backwards. I think he was already down there. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he was already down there. Yeah, he went fly cross country to suck it. But does but, that matter? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, anyway, he's, if you had to drive ten minutes to suck a schlong to get some water, well, we need to we need to put the facts out there. So he's already down there at the festival. He's like working on he's working on the food um, logistics for feeding all these motherfuckers, right? 
So it's at that point that the water issue comes up, and he's like, yeah, look. So he gets a phone call. And he, I think Homeboy knows how desperate everything's getting. Man Tits is like, gives him a call. He's like, look, we got, we have to have water. You, you're going to have to go to the customs agent. It's so-and-so. You're going to have to suck his tallywhacker to get whatever you got to do, get the water. So Homeboy, you're right. This is the most shot. And he's openly talking about it. He's like, he goes, he drives down there and he's like prepared to suck a dong to get this fucking <laughs> water to the festival, to a festival that he, I know he knows is going to fail. But he's out of desperation for his friend. He's like, I, I, he went down there to do it. I'm going to have to ask you a question. Shoot. Is there anything in nope. this world? <laughs> <laughs> so my next question or follow-up to that, to both of you, is um, where would water rank on a list of things you would suck Wiener. for? <laughs> this is, Your line of questioning is, is getting bizarre. Like, what's next? I'm just saying this guy was going to suck some penis for some water. Now, you're on a, a different island. For days, <laughs> yeah. and you needed that water. And you I guess need that yeah. water. I guess it's all in perspective. Let's get off this rhetorical <laughs> sucking question and move and move on. I'm but just saying that's a, that's a bold thing to do. Absolutely. But I, I wrote down in my notes too. I was like, "What was that whole? I, I like, what was that whole thing about? I guess it's just showing the desperation of what this was going on and what this guy was prepared to do." To get water there, but that doesn't save the fucking festival, and that's what I'm clueless about. Granted, water's essential. People probably need it. I don't know. This whole thing... Actually, I think at this point, I was shocked, and I think at this point, I was like, all right, this is stupid. So here's the next point about this is these people that paid all this money to go to this music festival, right? They don't know what it is. They're getting updates. They look like the same thing. Um, they pay all this money, they go down there, they get stuck on an island, uh, they have to fly out, it takes over 24, 27 hours for all of them to get back to Miami. That does They've suck. lost all their money. Um, they spend a night in an airport with it locked in, and all of these bad things that you've seen on this documentary. Do you guys feel sorry for these people, or are you happy that it happened to someone like that? I wouldn't say that I'm happy, but I also wouldn't say that I feel especially bad for anybody. No one died. I like how they played on the the fact that that one guy had like uh, heat exhaustion or or something in the airport, and like that's the only bad thing that yeah. happened. You don't even have to bring that up. Heat that shit exhaustion. happens every day in the airport. Heat exhaustion. Yeah. He drank too much. That's yeah, what exactly. It was a hangover. I mean, <laughs> all the they did a good job in the in the documentary, like picking some of the worst people that attended the shit too to interview because it's sure. just like none of them were sympathetic. Like the, the one dude was like talking about how they like slash people's tents and peed on mattresses. Like that was like a cool thing to do. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, it's like, bro, you're like a sociopath or something. It is. It's like rich kids meet the Lord of the Flies, and like, what would you do in that environment if yeah. you released five thousand rich kids and they had nothing or nobody to tell them what to do or where to go or give them things? Um, I would have loved. I would have actually loved to been there. Um, I don't know if I would have paid the money. I might have I might have paid $500 to go see this. And I would just set my chair and a cooler of beer right in the middle of these whole campgrounds and just watch it unfold. I think people would pay to do that. 
Um, where are you, you going to get this cooler of beer, though? Because they didn't have shit there, really. So you, uh, I mean, you probably could get a hitcher. It's a Bahamas. They got beer somewhere. So you, you pay 500 bucks for the festival ticket, and then you get down, well, one year flight. So, you know, I don't know, add a couple of, add $1,000. They also got duped out of lo- preloading these wristbands because oh, it was yeah, a cashless for, event. So you've right. probably put 1500 on this wristband. Sure. So and now you're out. A little over two grand. Let's call it three. Flight. Let's call it three. Grand. Let's call it three. Yeah. Yeah. So you're out three for the grand. lowest. I mean, man, that 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 that's a lot of money for me. So I'd, I do. I feel and they and these people, I guess uh, they've got three grand to blow on something like this. So I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if I feel bad. I don't feel. I'm indifferent, and I feel like they just don't have enough to do or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, this yeah, it's just they've got extra money and they're trying to portray a certain type of lifestyle or whatever. Right. I mean, that's the only reason you go to the thing. Like, it was sold on the fact that you were going to be hanging out with models and swimming in the ocean and swimming with pigs, I think, was one of the things in the fucking uh, promo video, which, whatever. Why, why would, I guess, mm-hmm. people are into that. I guess. But So I'll just come out and say, I think social influencers are dumb people. Um, I follow some of them. Maybe not all of them are, but a lot of them, I think they're just into this, the beauty of everything, and they might not be the smartest people in the world. I have this idea that when this guy put this on, Man Titties McFarland, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that him and Ja Rule holla, holla. put this thing on and put this, this social media out there and I bet every influencer in the country, I bet their email box was just flooded with people wanting to go to this to take pictures of it and things, but not have to pay to get there. Because that's that's how social media influencers live the lives that they do, is they convince companies to come in and take a picture next to their logo or go on one of their tours or you know, experience one of their products and they put it out there and they get paid to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, what'd they say? Kendall Jenner got $250,000 for one Instagram post about fire festival, which is crazy. She didn't even go to the festival. No, like none of them did. did, Like none of the, I think Bella Hadid, who's one of the main actresses in the promotional material. I think she went, um, because mm-hmm. she was promised like this mansion, and then they show pictures of p- these influ. You wow! Remember when we said at the beginning you should put your phone on silent? I, all right, I have a question. Also, did any of the performers show up? Um, none of them showed up. I was actually reading this morning that, uh, and this this is a good point to bring up. They did have one concert, which is not in either documentary, and it was like a local band yeah, that saw, they got to play on the stage. I saw that too. Yeah, I wonder if anybody cool. was at that show, one, walked over no. from their FEMA tents to go see this show and expected like Blink-182 to come out, and it's Jimmy, Jeff, and the Coral Reef. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> and mm. and they were like, yeah, I don't is know it, what this is. Is Jimmy, Jeff, and the Coral Reef a cover band? <laughs> Yes, they only they only covered Jimmy Buffett's song. 
Jesus. Here's a, here's another point that I think we talked about a little bit earlier is you're going to have a music festival and Ja Rule is one of the people that is responsible for putting this music festival on and he's not even playing his music own music festival. That was the smartest <laughs> decision of the festival. It was like, oh, ja, no, no, Ja Rule, Ja Rule. We want you to sit this one out. Yeah, yeah I can see. Nah, man, I'll, I'll be on. I'll, let me do the second weekend. No, no, Ja, Ja, Ja. Just rest, buddy. Let's I'll do just, a late night. Drink some more Cavassier, man. Yeah. Uh, you just sit over there in your chair, and we'll take care of this. So, but they didn't. No. Well, so so at the end of the at the end of this whole uh, debacle, um, basically they come down to this is criminal, right? It's false advertising. They've taken these people's money. They've not delivered on any of the promises that they've made. It's it's criminal. So they go after man titties, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're gonna. Everybody's suing them. They're doing class action suits. Hundred million. Hun- up to a hundred million, Oof, man. It's criminal shit, right? But it doesn't look like Homeboy's going to get any time. And then, and then at the end of the movie, they're showing like he's basically doing kind of that that booking uh, app again, and he's using some dude as the, as the face. So like, if it fails, this schmo is going to go, and he's just like standing around, like, yep. Is that I got well, that right? Well, no, he went to jail. Like he he is in, in jail. He's currently in prison. Oh, he's six in jail years. right now. Yeah, yeah. six years. Mm. Um, and it was for something that was tied to that dude with the his next scam company that he was running with that dude as the face. It was, like it was wire fraud. Yeah. Oh shit. So that's shit. what they ended up like nailing him on. But he still has all these like class action lawsuits against him and Ja Rule and I guess let you know like. My majority of the other people that were involved. So, Damn. so how did Ja Rule escape all of this? It, he didn't. I mean, he's na- he's named in these lawsuits, but he just didn't commit wire fraud or what it like. He didn't, gotcha. Right. He wasn't wrapped up in that part. Do you mm-hmm. think Man Titties is sitting in jail right now? And this, I guess, this would be his. He's probably entering a second of six years, and he's trying to like scam these people. Or sure. do you think they showed these documentaries in jail to all the prisoners there? You, you could he could probably get some time with his lawyer, and his lawyer could probably let him watch it. Um, and plus, man, when you go to like white collar prison, I think you just learn more shit. Like, I think he's probably. I mean, that's the thing about this dude. Like, he he's obviously a con man, but he is great at marketing to people like mm-hmm. he got people to buy into that stupid metal credit card he got people to buy into this that like he just knows how to get people to buy into sh- like shit and I, knows i mean the fact that he spread some money around got these influencers to promote this festival and just like it blew up just basically on just knowing right. how, to, how to market how to, to work it. how to market to people yeah first, like, first time festival sold out in 48 hours i yeah. mean dude it, dude comes across as a smiling asshole who has zero charisma i wouldn't give yeah. that motherfucker anything and I, I don't understand how these other people do are they just so desperate to spend their money there is something about somebody who smiles all the time they're clowns yeah it's just like it it's a resting smiling face i know one I know one jerk that does it all the time. I know. I don't trust him either. It's okay. Your dad will stop soon. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. What the fuck does that mean? No. So anyway, let's let's um kind of wrap this up. But I I just want to bring up like it brings up an interesting dilemma. It's like who are the people that promoted this thing at somehow at fault? You know, they were kind of starting to say that like on the documentaries, it seemed like. 
and then like the media company that was promoting it, are they at fault in any way, shape, or form? Were they it called like, like Fuck Boy Entertainment or fuck something? Fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. Yeah, they're. I mean, you. They would hire a company called Fuck Jerry. Well, they're dude. They're huge on Instagram and like uh, Twitter and shit. Like they're a huge social media company, and they're also shady in in and of themselves because they like. They blew up by just basically stealing other people's content and posting it on their page and like pretending like it was there. So they're like shady in and of themselves for other reasons. Hmm. But it's just like, you know, they were trying to say, like put the blame partially on them, but it's like they were just paid by this company to promote this event. Like mm-hmm. that's just the you way didn't. that's like the way the world works. Like Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah. And it I don't know. I don't it's always who's associated, and you never know, you know, what the whole story is. You just kind yeah. of preconceive that, you know, they're they're in this big group together that was just fucking everybody. When really it was just this one guy. I think he should have got more than six years. Um, but he also it does say at the end of the podcast he's no longer allowed to be a officer or, or a director in a yeah. company. Um, so he'll just have somebody. As his face. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many loopholes around that. What What's crazy is he'll he'll probably get out. People will still give him money, and he'll still he'll still be okay. He'll still fuck people, and then he'll he'll get caught. I mean, it's just a it's just a pattern of behavior. I mean, it sucks, but but that's all he knows. He's just a con artist. Yeah. Sometimes I'm glad I'm me. Fire. <laughs> Does it have a tagline? On Instagram Island. Oh, Does man. it have a tagline? Oh, see, that's something that also we brought, we had uh, in our former uh, former podcast was taglines, where we would read the movie uh, tagline that was produced by the company, right. and then movies we would create all, our own tagline. All movies have taglines, so we'll find it. Okay, I got the tagline here. Fire. The greatest party that never happened. Yeah. That's a pretty good tagline. <laughs> not too bad. That isn't. I, I mean, uh, I, that's not what I would choose, but um, I'm, I'm sure there are some taglines. All right, here's mine. You have to do the movie voice. You have to do the movie voice. Fire. Man titties got your money. <laughs> Fire. You should have known better at Ja Rule. <laughs> Fire. A $240 cheese sandwich. <laughs> Fire. If you're looking to suck some dingling, call Billy McFarland. <laughs> How did I know that yours was going to be about sucking? You just did. You circled right back down to that <laughs> sucking question, man. It was like I'm it looking at your sheet. Away. Yeah, it does, literally. <laughs> All right, folks, and this is Raising Nashville. Fire. Holla, holla. What's, what's the song he had? It was like, I remember you. Did you own a Jaw Roll album? No. Obviously, did. No, 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 no. You know, sing it again. Jennifer- sing it again. Maybe I'll get it the second time. you. <laughs> Clearly, I would. I would. Oh, I would were all those words. I don't. I don't know. I think right. it was with Jennifer Lopez. So I don't know if anybody's still sticking around with us <laughs> this far into the podcast. But uh, so every week, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll bring to you st- stories and our perspectives on things. Uh, again, next week it could about be about raising children or the city of Nashville. It will probably be a while before we do another pop culture one. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening today. 
uh, go on our Facebook page, uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram, fitting, right? Yep. Go on that Instagram and go follow what Instagram. we're doing. Yeah, we're doing some really cool stuff. It'll we'll provide uh, links to all of our podcasts, the past ones you can listen to. Uh, that's that's all. That's all, folks. Oh, I hope you it's think this some... is as funny as we do. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See ya. Pleasure, but that you forever be a